It is the Christmas episode. Christmas in the basement. Yeah, Christmas in the basement, everyone. And we have a little a little song for you here to start off everything because everybody loves the 12 days of Christmas. But we're just going to do five for you. We're going to do five. So starting off with five, we have on the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. And no, I can't sing, but that's fine. Five, Brito Marco Royces. Four, Benzema selling out. Three, insanely dumb Maguires. Two, Arsenal bottle jobs and Leverkusen teabagging Bayern. Ah. <laughs> All right, Nick, what do we think? What do we think? American Idol? Yep, Love it. No? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Nick, we got some stuff. Uh, we got the first time in years we have a fall champion in Germany. And, yes, they do sort of semi-crown a fall champion. I think it's stupid, but they call it Hepsmeister. So they, they do literally call themselves the fall champions. But it's Bayern Leverkusen by four points over Bayern. And even if Bayern did win that match against Union, Leverkusen would still be a point up. So there's no way around it. Leverkusen have won the first half of the season in Germany. And that's the first time we've been able to say that in over a decade. And there's excitement there. Uh, we have some separation in Italy. Inter uh, took care of uh, Immobile's boys at Lazio in uh, Rome last weekend, 2-0. Turam again scoring. Lataro scoring. Easy 2-0 win. Inter take care of business. They have a four-point advantage now over Juve. We got uh, Girona still holding strong in Spain. We had Leverkusen, uh, excuse me. We had Liverpool and Man United last weekend. We got we got to give some props. Uh, well, we'll give some props where props are due, but we'll also talk about some gutless football that was played. And this weekend, hey, Liverpool doesn't have to worry. Talk about oh, they dropped out of the top spot. Well, guess what? They get to take. They get to control their own destiny, as I like to say so many times in sports. Do you control your own destiny? Yes, they do. Liverpool at Anfield get Arsenal this weekend. So they can go into the Christmas holiday top of the table with a two-point advantage over Arsenal. And, yeah, I would say the bottle job's complete then for Arsenal. Um, even though it's not really a bottle job, they're not, they haven't been up by like eight points. But we all knew they weren't going to stay up here. But Liverpool can take care of that. It's going to be a much more open game. Arsenal going to attack. Arteta's going to come out. Declan Rice, Saka, they're going to come out and attack Liverpool, unlike United. We'll talk about United's tactics here in a minute. And, yeah, I, we have the FIFA Club World Cup to talk about, my friend. So, hey, what are we? What, what are you looking forward to, Nick? Uh, introduce yourself again, sir, to the pod and talk about some Christmas. Yeah, I'm just I'm looking forward for uh, Santa Claus's visit. I'm a little upset at these Copa Italia games that I had to deal with these last couple of days. I was definitely pissed off at. Uh, Liverpool being a, uh, I kind of want to say non-biased. I mean, I really could care less about United, but I wanted to see Liverpool actually show out, and uh, we got to see some spineless football from the mighty Man United. Uh, So, yeah, looking forward to um, this uh, Club World Cup final. Seeing Brazil play against City is going to be a fun match. I think we're going to see a ton of goals. The Liverpool-Arsenal match, I agree with you. It is going to be wide open. That will not be anything like the United match. I mean, you're talking about a complete opposite because Arteta is going to go for it, and so is Klopp. I watched Klopp's interview, his interview today after West Ham, and he was very pissed off about not getting the clean sheet, and he is already looking forward to Arsenal. He's already talking about the Arsenal match, so this is a this is going to be a big a big big match. Um, I don't think he cared too much about 
that cup game today, but the boys did show out. That was a, a fun game. Mr. Elliott uh, had a brace. And, no, Curtis uh, he, Jones. I thought it was Curtis, Curtis Jones. Curtis Jones, yeah, yeah. sorry. I'm, I'm thinking Elliott and Curtis, they're the uh, – the, um, well, I love me some. I love me some Harvey Elliott. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Harvey, Harvey, and uh, and um, Curtis are are through and through Liverpool. Man, you cut them, they they're gonna bleed. Freaking never die alone. The the song will just play from the sky. <laughs> so, yeah, man. That's uh. It was good to see that. I'm ready for Santa. Ready for some games. A lot. A lot of stuff shuts down until February and mid January. So we really got to take advantage of this this uh, this episode and next episode for sure. So Italy will hold strong for us, and England, of course, is going to hold strong. Biggest match yep. day of the season, really, is always Boxing Day. That's always a holiday in England, and we get a lot of good action. But, I mean, arguably the match of the year, Nick, to start off, is going to be, so far, number one versus number two. We said this a couple of weeks ago when it was City and Liverpool, and City have since fallen completely on their faces. They now face uh, uh, with, with their uh, winless in their last five in the league. Well, they, no, they had the win against Luton. But, I mean, you can barely count that. I mean, God, it's Luton. Um, But, you know, hey, a win's a win. They were on the schedule. They beat them 2-1. It wasn't pretty. Um, But other than Luton, uh, City have lost or drawn uh, basically every match over the last month. So in in the league, in the league, in the league. Let me preface that, in the league, right? So they they have dropped way down the table. They now look up to... Aston Villa, they look up to Liverpool, they look up to Arsenal, and they're finding themselves down by by uh, a half a dozen points from the top spot. And I told you this on Saturday. Um, if they don't, if they don't win in the next match or two, if, if if Liverpool beat Arsenal, that is that is must win for Man City because I still consider. You can have Aston Villa up there. I think it's a great story. I love what Dracula has done with that club. He should be, even if Liverpool win the league, I think that he should win manager of the year because Aston Villa was projected to finish mid-table at best, and he has them competing and likely will get, unless they fall flat on their faces, a Champions League spot. Aston Villa in the Champions League, they did it the right way. They didn't take Saudi money. They didn't take dirty money. They didn't buy Ronaldo. They didn't buy Benzema. They did it the right way. Great, great manager, great tactics, great investments, players that play for the crest like Ollie Watkins, players like that, right? They did it the right way, and I commend Aston Villa. But they're not going to win the league. Arsenal's not going to win the league. It's still Man City. It's still Liverpool. It doesn't matter how you shake it. It's a two-horse race. Right now, Liverpool and the Kentucky Derby is – a half horse length ahead of, of Man City at this point. We are at the halfway point of the season. Nick, it's getting. I mean, this. But this. If, if Liverpool take the top spot going into Christmas and they beat Arsenal, Man City has got to win. They've got to win some matches because they lost to Arsenal head to head. Man, it's uh, Liverpool will beat them now. Liverpool get the return fixture in early February against Arsenal. It's it's all shaping up. Man City have to go to Anfield in the return fixture. Remember that. Yeah. Which I think the best they can hope for is a draw there. That's the best yeah. they can hope for. Likely, likely, because City, unlike United, unlike their cousins from across the way, they will not play gutless park the bus football. They will come out. They will attack Liverpool. And Liverpool are a different beast at Anfield when you come out and play ball. 
Yeah, I agree, man. A lot of the I, I watch a lot of Manchester City guys. Uh, there's a guy I watch a lot, and he he brought up an old clip, and he said when Kevin comes back, because Kevin's coming back, he might actually play a little bit in the Club World Cup final uh, Friday. Um, they might give him 20 minutes, but he said when Stones, Rodri, uh, or I, I think Roger, yeah, Stones, Roger, and Kevin come back, if they're one to six points from the top, then he says they have a chance, and they're at five points from the top. So he's he. a lot of the city uh, pundits are, and guys, fans, are predicting that they are still in the title race, like you said, and uh, I agree with that. I, I looking at their schedule, their next like six matches are literally Everton, Sheffield, Crystal Palace. Like they're playing games that they can definitely win. Not Crystal Palace; they just drew with them. But they're playing matches that they can win. And there's not a match coming up where you're looking at it and you're like, "Wow, this might be difficult." Like Newcastle, and eh, they're kind of on the slip. That might be a little difficult. But other than that. You're not looking at a difficult match until Liverpool, which is in 2024. And uh, I'm not saying that like being crazy. It's Bournemouth, United, Chelsea, Everton, Brentford, Burnley, Newcastle, Sheffield, Everton. Like, come on, dude. How can you get it any easier? So to count them out right now is crazy. Um, that game in Anfield is going to be massive, and that's probably a game we uh, we need to see when that is. And maybe I, in, uh, I think it's in March. We need to to maybe um, see about a yeah. It's so it's ten a.m. I would actually wake up for that. It's March 9th. We need to we we possibly need to get together for that. We might I might yeah. swing by and 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 uh, come over at like nine forty five and we could yeah. We could that's gonna be that's gonna be the match of the of the season right there. Yeah, if there's one game I want to come and 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 see in person. And uh, watch the projector, or the big screen. It's yeah. the uh, it's March 9th. so Mar- we'll we'll have that marked, man. I mean, that's three months away, but hell yeah, we we're. I, I agree with you, man. It's it's a two horse. I feel Arsenal's going to drop out of it. Aston Villa is good, but are they deep enough to to keep getting these results? I mean, they were lucky to get that result against Brentford. Um, so yeah, man. It's uh, it's gonna come down to to this this last little bit, just like it usually does, and it's gonna be the the usual suspects. Who are the two teams who have won the league the last six years? Liverpool and City, man. Right. Well, before we go on to Arsenal and Liverpool or anybody else, let's talk about the United and Liverpool match since we let off with that, right? So, United get their first draw of the season. They were the only club in England in the top four leagues so in all of professional English football they did not have a draw this season Yeah, they had one shot on goal Nick one shot on goal six attempts, Liverpool had eight shots on goal, 34 attempts 68.3 possession to Liverpool, to Manchester United's 31.7% possession um, United are celebrating a draw like it's a win that is a telltale sign that you are a failing club that is a telltale sign that you are an average club. That is a telltale sign that you have fallen far, far, far from where you used to be. My, how the mighty have fallen. United would have, would have um, 10 years ago, would have kicked themselves in the ass over a nil-nil draw at Anfield. Now they celebrate it like it's, like it's winning the league. I mean, it's, it, the, the, the utter joy of the players in, 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 a, in a split decision – 
is is amazing to me. Liverpool treated it like a loss, and they should. But for United to sit there and say from the very first minute, we're not going to try and win this game. We just want to draw. That's gutless. It's cowardice. It's terrible for the fans. It's terrible for the people that paid tickets to go watch it. And I got to say, it is unbecoming of Manchester United. I, I, I cannot believe that they celebrated this in the way that they did. But, Nick, what are your thoughts on this, this disgraceful match that we saw on Sunday? I, I mean, I didn't know who I was more mad at, Liverpool or United. I just – it was it, – it, the more you think about it, the more predictable or the more you could have actually predicted this because you knew United couldn't win. So they had to sit back. They had to defend, and they had to just let Liverpool beat them, and Liverpool couldn't do it. Uh, United fans are celebrating this, man. That really says it all. I just – I have no words for them. I I was listening. There, there's a few fans who were kind of pissed off that it's come to this because they know that the real United shouldn't celebrate a draw. Hey, I wanted to put up something interesting to you real quick. I want your yeah. thought on this. So Stevie Nichol of ESPN, former Liverpool defender, obviously, and, and uh, basically you could say a Liverpool Hall of Famer, he said Bruno Fernandes' suspension helped United in the draw. Basically yeah. by saying they are so depleted, they are so uh, 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 depleted of talent in their starting 11. They're starting a bunch of teenagers, basically. Yeah. You had Garnacho out there starting – um, that, that they basically had no other choice but to park the bus. So what what are your yeah. thoughts on that? I mean, basically, no. you're, it's not Liverpool's not playing Manchester United. Liverpool's playing Swansea, right? Yeah. No, I, I agree. I watched that same clip. I saw – I watched what he thought about it, and he, he was spot on. Missing those players actually did United a favor and made it to where they had no choice but to just sit back and defend. Like, you're not going to come at, at – Mohamed Salah and Virgil van Dyke with, with Dallow and, and Manio or whatever his name is, the 18, 19 year old, the one, the 16 year old Jose picked up when he was there four years ago. Like you're just not going to do it. So it actually played right into the, the whole, we're going to sit back and you have to beat us um, strategy. And uh, it was just sad, man. I, I agree with Stevie, man. I actually like Stevie. He's, he's a little bit better than uh the other guy, the other Chelsea guy, not Frank LaBeouf, but the other guy, um, he talks a lot of nonsense. He, he at least is a realist about United, but yeah, Stevie was spot on, man. It actually did them a favor. I still feel, I feel with Bruno on the pitch, they probably would have conceded or, or made a little bit more mistakes. And, and even I think, uh, having Varane on the pitch also helped United because, Varane wasn't starting. He just started the last two games because of some injuries, and that played into United's uh, uh, tactics. So I agree with him, man. You put Bruno on that pitch, he's going to screw up somehow, and he's not going to defend, and Liverpool will probably sneak a goal. So in, in hindsight, man, that actually did United fans a favor. Um, celebrating a draw, though, against Liverpool is how low they've become, and uh, you're looking at a club that's going to finish 7th, 8th, Sixth, if they're if they're lucky, they will probably miss out on Europe. Yeah, that's going to be damaging to their cause for sure because they um, are not going to have any European football in the spring, so that's yeah. already done. Um, the Europa League is going to cost them nearly thirty million uh, pounds or, or euros uh, in loss 
lost revenue, so they're not going to get any of that. They're they're only going to be playing uh, domestically, and it looks like even with the easier schedule come the spring uh, or easier workload, they are still going to miss out on Europe because there's just too many good teams, too many good uh, uh, players that um, are above them on, on, on various clubs that are just going to be able to put their clubs over the top, you know, from Spurs to Poole to City to Villa to Newcastle to Arsenal. I just named you six right there. I just gave you six. None of those six are United going to pass. So no. you're obviously – you're already looking at seventh. You're looking at seventh. Yeah. And honestly, they could be in a dogfight with West Ham and Brighton. Yeah. No, they could. I think West Ham and Brighton are, are better. So, yeah, you're absolutely right. You could you could miss Europe and miss that 30, 40 mil, and uh, that hurts the club, and that hurts those greedy – those owners, man. I mean, the best thing for United fans was Qatari ownership, and they didn't even get that. So they're bringing in a new sporting director – and apparently everybody's excited about it, but I just they they have such crap. We always talk about it, but their their whole I'm with Ralph Ragnick here, man. Their whole um, uh, squad needs to be flipped over and just restart. I, I honestly, if I was a fan, I would want that to happen and just suck it up for a year or two, and then get back to the glory where you were because this football right now is terrible. I mean, that game against Liverpool, that match was just. It was hard, man. We were talking the whole time, and, and it was just gutless, man. You knew exactly what they were doing. The one big chance came from United, but, you know, the Danish, the kid can't finish in a Premier League match. He'll he'll score six in Champions League, but he can't score in a Premier League match to save his life. I think it's still zero. It is, it is still zero. Rasmus hasn't scored a league goal yet, yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. So, I mean, it was just a terrible match, dude. I, I really wish we could play that one over. And, and have a, a Liverpool 4 nothing, but sadly it was a draw. Liverpool get the point. Arsenal's one up. And that, that just sets us up for a big match with Arsenal and Liverpool, man. I mean, this just makes that match this much more important. Yeah, so I wanted to we talk about tactics real quick, but I in this match I would have actually favored Curtis Jones starting on the left wing and had Diaz come off the bench. Diaz is a real spark plug off the bench, especially in a match where you're like uh, – you know the 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 matches when his like when he was coming off the bench when his father was held, being held captive he of course scored that big goal um, huh Luton. yeah against Luton yeah exactly uh, to preserve that draw and he 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 just delivers something against these bus parkers uh, yeah. but if you play him the full ninety and he gets subbed out in the sixty fifth or seventieth it's not the same efficiency right so I would have liked to see Curtis try and break down his whoever was defending him so that would have been. Let's see on the opposite side. Deleuze, yeah, yeah, looks like that. Yeah. yeah, so so break him down and then put D, a fresh Diaz on in the 65th or 70th minute, and now you're now you're cooking with bacon because I believe that that could have been a different a difference maker right there. And also, I I would have liked to have seen Gakpo start this match, and also Graven Birch probably. Well, actually, Gakpo maybe starts central, and then Nunez come off the bench and and uh, seen. Uh, a different midfielder, maybe, maybe. Uh, so Endo started, Sobosly started, um, but just you know, may- maybe, or you could move him over. You can move like Endo could, st- you know, maybe. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen Trent in the midfield instead of at, at right back, and I would have liked to have seen just a different formation. Do something, switch yeah. something up tactically. Not their typical four three three. Maybe move. Maybe maybe play a three four three. 
move uh, Gravenberch can move over Endo and Sobosly play central, and then Alexander Arnold goes to the outside, and then you play three center backs um, in your back. So Konate, Van Dyke, Gomez start in the back, right on the on the back yeah. three. I, I would have liked to have seen something like that as opposed to just the standard typical four three three bullcrap, you know. Yeah, no, I I agree, man. I I like seeing Diaz come off the bench, man. I mean, Diaz is a guy I've been watching since uh, his junior days in Colombia, and just something about him coming off the bench gives that team a spark. And and Curtis, hell, he showed us today what he can do. I mean, he looked lights out today. I, I mean, West Ham isn't the crappiest team on the planet, so seeing him play as good as he did today, I would have liked to see him right there in that spot, like you said. Yeah, just not what you want to get, man. We were we were both not happy. Me, from a non-biased standpoint, I just wanted a decent match, and uh, we got dealt a crap hand. Um, United just they just they're so lost out there. There's no no cohesion. There's nobody there to really push those guys. Uh, I mean, Varane was just blocking shots and heading balls away to for to save his life. You know, it, it was just ridiculous man i i would love to hold on we get another we get another reverse fixture right for who for liverpool and united yeah yeah this was just the first one and that's what i thought yeah it's too early to have the second so we'll get to see liverpool in uh old trafford and i and i honestly i feel that's when liverpool's gonna smoke them uh it's gonna be when everyone thinks the opposite and it's thinks it's going to be a close match or you know United one one or something. And it ended up being like a three nil. So that that'll be very interesting to see too. Let's switch over here. Um, Liverpool's next opponents are Arsenal, but they had a really dominant victory over the weekend two nil over Brighton. Um, Kai Havertz scores. Do you, so here's a question: Do you think that Arteta has got him to turn the corner? Like because Kai Havertz is. I had to, I have to give him credit. He's played better in the last month. Yeah, he's kind of woken up, man. He really has. A lot of the the Arsenal guys are are they're still talking a little bit of trash, but they're starting to to realize he just needs a little bit of time. I've noticed, man. Havertz is waking up. You're absolutely right. You can't you can't really say too much negative anymore because he's he's getting you the goals, man. Yeah. Um, so. They do. They take care of business. Uh, Aston Villa keep winning. You had uh, Alex Marino and Ali Watkins. They got the goals. So Villa stay uh, ahead in third place of City. Um, 38 points for Villa, 34 for City, 38 for Liverpool, and 39 for Arsenal. So um, other big matches, obviously, we had City and Crystal Palace. Let's talk about this one real quick. City go up 2-0. 2-0 Palace. You and I both called the match at that point, said it was over. Um, Crystal Palace, uh, against all odds, come back. Jean-Philippe Mateta and then uh, Olise score in the 90th plus five on a penalty. Yeah, and Palace come back and stun Manchester City for a draw. So they don't, they don't pick up any points on the top three. In fact, they, they fall further back. So yeah. – um, thoughts on this? I mean, what, do you, what what are your thoughts on this whole city winning in the Champions League, but just being extremely subpar over the past two months in in the Premier League? They're well, defending. What's, 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 what's going on? 
defending. They're their defending's been atrocious and they're they're missing those key guys, man. I mean when you lose a guy like Stones, I mean, in, in the Champions League final, he was the freaking player of the match. I mean, the guy was everywhere doing everything. Um, I just – I feel missing Kevin and and, and uh, Stones has done a lot for not just the defense but the offense too. And, and the Mutant's been out for the last four games. Granted, people say he's a – you know, the poacher and, and he's a penalty merchant. Still, he, he causes a lot of attention – and takes a lot of focus on other players. Now other teams can focus on those players, shut them down a teeny bit, and then just City can't defend, man. That late penalty, I think it was Kyle Walker I watched, and I remember seeing somebody didn't track back, and and just the, the penalty was terrible. Stopped a goal. So either way, I feel it was going to be 2-2. But, yeah, just the defending is unexcusable, man. I mean, Pep has to be pissed at at that back line, dude, he's, he's definitely causing a ruckus. I mean, it, I, I attributed all the defense. Their back line has been lost. Stones is back. Now everyone's coming back. Kevin's going to get 20 minutes tomorrow. Now, now is the time and, and city schedules favorable. Now's the time we're going to see them kicking into gear and we're going to see that battle with Liverpool and city. Like I said, I think in May or, or, whatever july or whatever the heck it was yeah. we got it on tape but it's going it's coming man we're, we're gonna see them start to come together uh watching them against the the diamonds the red diamonds the other day was was pretty entertaining man they they have a lot of youngsters who can play and uh they defended well granted it was the euro red diamonds uh they still have decent quality and a few Jap- japanese uh international players on that team so it was it was a good match and and as far as Premier League goes, I just attributed all to defending. They can't defend to save their lives. Look at all the the matches, man. There it's it's all teams coming back. They go up and then they can't hold that lead. Yeah, that's the problem is and especially not being able to hold a lead against a club like Crystal Palace, which are yeah. hardly world beaters. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Two more results from the weekend. Everton just keep winning, man. Uh, 2-0 over Burnley. And without that 10-point deduction, they'd be talking European football. They'd be definitely in the discussion. But, um, yeah, uh, Onana and Keane score first half. They take care of business. That's all they needed. Uh, so that would put them, with 26 points, would put them in ninth place or 10th place. They would get yeah, 10th place right now. Um, goal differential against Brighton. So, uh, and the other one that we want to talk about, Newcastle finally score. They finally take advantage of something that's given to them. They they beat 10-man Fulham 3-0 over the weekend. You and I watched that. Very painful. Very yeah. painful match to watch. I mean, just yeah. excruciating because I kept telling you, hey, they're going to score. They're going to score. No. It's, it's – it's, 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 yeah. But, I mean, then finally in the 57th minute, Miley breaks through, and then the floodgates open. But it all started – with the Raul Jimenez uh, red card, which I told you was the dumbest stuff. He, he basically jumped with his ass in a dude's face. And yeah. just insanely stupid. Insanely stupid. Yeah. Changed everything, too. Yeah. yeah um, Newcastle's been so bad, dude. It's been – I mean, they were on, what, a three- or four-game skid, and nothing was looking good. Like, they they needed that big time. All right, well, let's talk about this then. Saturday, 12.30 p.m., 
Arsenal versus Liverpool, Nick. Uh, let's see here. We're looking at the – so I would, I'll say this. Like, okay, under Klopp, Anfield is where Arsenal goes to die. Yeah. Uh, it's only recently that they even have been competitive at Anfield. Normally it's been like 4-1, 3-0. So, I mean, this one, this one, this one seems to be – this is probably the most the, the best Arsenal team that Liverpool has faced since Arsene Wenger left. Do you agree or disagree? No, I agree. Yeah, for sure. So what are your thoughts on this one? The over-under on it is 2.5. It's at Anfield, and Liverpool are going to be at least slightly favored, which means that with the win, they would take over the first place in the league again. But um, I think this match is going to be – it has the potential to be very high scoring, like 4-2, 4-3, because both sides are going to come out and attack. Yeah. I how, do you see this, how do you see this playing out? I agree with you. And Aston Villa has a game against Sheffield United, so you got to think, man, they're only they're right there with Liverpool. Of course, Liverpool's only up because goal differential. So Liverpool need to, need to get this win, I feel. And uh, it's it, these, these results at Liverpool – or at Anfield have been – more so favor in Liverpool. They are just slightly favorites, but the last match was the uh, last season here where it finished 2-2. Mm-hmm. Salah missed that penalty, and Firmino scored in the last the 87th minute. I'm sure you remember that. I remember that, it, yeah. Yeah. So, and then there was a 0-0 before that, and then Liverpool beat them 4-0 uh, uh, at Anfield. So, I, I agree with you, man. That 2.5 is beautiful. Um, there's definitely going to be goals. This is going to be more open. You can't look at the United match and, and compare that to anything. I feel like that was just United. This is going to be open. I feel Arsenal, just like they did last season, they could go up, go up 1-2-0, and Liverpool is still going to be in this match. Uh, if anyone has the power to do so, it is Liverpool. I mean, you're talking about... One of the deadliest offenses, great. That back line can cross the ball. Trent is world-class at getting that ball into the back of the net or to the players who can get it in the back of the net. And I agree with you, man. I'm seeing like a 3-1. to one. Maybe Arsenal scores first, and then you're going to tell me how you're going to burn your kits, and then Liverpool's going to come back and win. <laughs> And, yeah, and and then I'm gonna say, yeah, go Liverpool, and they'll be at the top of the table, and Aston Villa will be in second, and Arsenal will be sitting in third. Uh, I feel Aston Villa is gonna be right there with with Liverpool, and uh, we're gonna be seeing Arsenal in third place after this match. I they mean, I, I, feel, I feel you agree with me, man. It's gonna be open. It's there's not gonna be no not a lot of defense here. No, they both play four three threes. Um, typically you'll have up front for Arsenal, you'll have Martinelli, Jesus, and Saka. Yeah. And in the middle, you'll have Declan Rice, obviously, who's the, uh, do-it-all midfielder for them. And, you know, to his, to his left, you know, uh, either, either starting or subbing on will be Havertz and then Odegaard on the right. Yeah. And then, uh, obviously Raya and goal. And then you can have a, a mixture of, of, of back four, but, um, I think I think Arsenal's starting eleven is is set to an extent, but I think Klopp could play around a little bit and see if he could he could tweak some stuff. Uh, or you could just say, "Hey, the game's going to be open. 
maybe take Endo out. Maybe not start Endo for this match. Maybe put somebody else in there. But, um, yeah, okay. So, Kanate, Trent, Simikas, Van Dyke in the back. I don't mind in the match. It's going to be open starting Diaz, Nunez, and Salah up front. Yeah. I think what it really comes down to is, does he get the midfield right? Do you do you, do you you play Curtis Jones in Gravenberg's spot? Do you, like, what do you... Yeah, there, there's a lot that Klopp can do, but I'm just wondering if he's going to. I think there will be some squad changes from last week, but at the same time, you're going to be facing a different opponent that's going to have a different uh, tactical uh, philosophy against you. Yeah, how much longer is McAllister out? Uh, I have to check that. Um, I mean, I I mean, gosh, because you could do Sobo, McAllister, and Curtis, and leave Indo. You don't need the defensive midfielder for a match that's going to be open like this, I feel. I mean, it's just like Endo was playing against United, and I'm thinking to myself, like, why did you? Why do you want the defensive midfielder in when you need some attack? Like, I that's something that upset me for the, the United match. I hate to bring that up, but I wanted to see Endo off the pitch and bring on somebody who could give you some more offensive action, not to say Endo can't, but he's a defensive midfielder. Like, he's definitely the six. He's... So, I I want to see McAllister come back, man. When is my boy coming back? He has a knee injury. He's been out since December 9th. So, I don't know how long it's going to be, man. I don't I don't see All um, right, well, so McAllister's going to be out a little bit more. He doesn't have pain, but uh they're going to see if they can progress him. Okay. Um Burke looks like um it's mostly just fatigue. Um, he, he'll, he'll train, hopefully, so that looks like to be fine. Uh, Jolta's doing some ball work, uh, but it's a hammy, so you have to be careful not to re-injure it. And, man, my boy Ben Doak tore his literal, lateral meniscus, bro. Yeah. So that's going to need surgery. He's out. I know. That's our that's our, our child. That's my that guy, man. Ben, yeah. ben Doak. Ben effing Doak, man. Like, I yeah. mean – he can't wait to open presents from his under his Christmas tree. I know. I'm heartbroken about this. I know, dude. I know. Believe All right. <laughs> no, he, dude. I'm telling you, he in two, three years, hell, Klopp knows what he's doing. He could be a freaking world class starter, dude. Yeah, I'm. I'm not not betting against it for sure. Um, let's see. Let's let's bounce over to Germany real quick. Okay, so. We, man, today was good. So you had the end of um, the, the the first half of the season, the um, Hinrunde. So Leverkusen are your fall champions, and they destroyed Bochum today 4-0. Uh, Patrick Schick was absolutely fantastic. He got a hat trick, and Victor Boniface in the 69th minute added one on for good measure. So they are at 42 points, top of the table, four points over Bayern. Bayern has a match in hand. But, you know, we've already we've already praised them enough, but they this is the match. Like, this is a match that if Dortmund had the same exact points above uh, over Bayern, they would drop this match right before Christmas and then deplete their confidence and then fall completely apart in the second half of the season. Leverkusen came out, took care of business, said, F you, Bayern. And they 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 march on towards the Bundesliga title. What do you, what do you, yeah. I mean? What do you have to say? What do you think about Leverkusen's first half performance and the fact that they've just been able to stay so consistent? Still, by the way, undefeated in the league. This this is great. I mean, 
it's just so funny because we we think about the conversations we had in your living room and we were talking about Bayern Munich being finished with the league by October, dude. Like for real. And because they picked up Harry Kane, it has been the complete opposite, dude. We have we have a team who usually I see in Europa League or you know get knocked out of Champions League qualification or something or group stage, and here they are winning the league, going into Christmas and going into the winter break, which we never see. By by this time, I don't even watch Bundesliga. I'm watching. Uh, Untenhagen versus Ulm and eighteen sixty versus VFL. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, the the Bundesliga means nothing to me by this point of the season. And anyone who knows me knows that the first tier of German football I just could care less about until this season. This has been exactly what we asked for, man. I mean, we talk about it all the time. This is something that's close to you. You grew up in Germany, and you know you don't see this very often in the recent past. So this is something big, man. I mean, I uh, th- this is all I asked for. I asked for Liverpool City, and I asked for Leverkusen or somebody to put up a fight. When we saw it was Leverkusen who were going to fight for the title, that's all I've asked for. And Zabi's doing it, man. I'm telling you, they – Looks so good. This coach, this manager is going to – it's going to be hard for him to stay. I mean, people are going to be after him. Wirtz is probably gone. Victor, probably gone. Uh, The Argentinian midfielders, probably gone. I mean, they are going to be picked apart. Um, Unless, by a miracle, it doesn't happen. Usually it's BVB where we see them get picked apart. But Leverkusen – Please hold on to your people. I mean, I I can dream. Hell, we didn't think Leverkusen would be at the top at this point. Can they hold on to their players and manager? Probably not, but I hope they can, man. I just – Well, they're got, not going to go anywhere in the winter. So, I mean, they, they're going to have yeah. the same team coming out of Christmas. So, I'm not – it's it's next season you have to worry about. But it's, yeah. it's a matter of can you keep the same momentum and can you keep the same form after the winter break? I think they can. I, I, I don't see them faltering. I mean, they didn't even start their top tier. I mean, yeah, it was Bolcom today. Victor didn't even touch the pitch. I mean, they won easily, 4-0. I mean, dude, I didn't even have time to text you, and there was another – they scored another goal. They were up 2 nothing, back-to-back goals within two minutes. It was ridiculous. I mean, that match was over so quick. Well, uh, let me ask you, is, is, is Bayern Dortmund's greatest rival, or is it Mainz? Because in – it's the last two times that Mainz has played Dortmund, they cost Dortmund the Bundesliga title. Yeah. And today yeah. they may have cost them the UEFA Champions League next season, which would be the first time since the 2014-15 season, which was Jurgen Klopp's last at Dortmund, that they failed to qualify for the Champions League. Um, they are now six points behind RB Leipzig for fourth. They're seven points behind Stuttgart. And by the way, they shouldn't be targeting Leipzig because Leipzig ain't going to fall on their yeah. face to give them six points back. Bayern, don't even that make me laugh, will you? And Leverkusen, make me laugh even harder. So the only club that they even have a snowball's chance because they have overachieved, like I can't even describe, is VfB uh, Stuttgart. And if Stuttgart continue to win, they are ahead of RB Leipzig by a point, seven points clear of Dortmund. Yeah. So... 
Mainz take two more points off Dortmund. They really needed. They needed to get to twenty to thirty to uh, twenty nine points, which would have put them four back of Leipzig, which is you know that's doable. But now you're six points back, and is this the year, Nick, that Dortmund for the first time, let's see, in eight years, do not qualify for the Champions League? Which I mean, according to their own, and I, I sent you that I sent you that tweet earlier this week about one of their one of my Twitter followers, who is a beloved Dortmund fan, talking about how in shambles the club is from the CEO to the manager down. And your rumors, by the way, of them wanting to get rid of Terzic are absolutely true. But they want to uh, sack him, but then give him a different job at the club. So, yeah, so keep that. someone right, but then go after go after seven uh, ten hog a uh, seven hog. Yeah. Sorry, like they haven't learned their damn. Uh, uh, um, their, their lessons with Dutch managers after Peter Bosch, right? So, no, no. <laughs> let's, I, I, I would normally, and you're not going to hear it on this pod, I'll open up with some Christmas music, but I would normally play the Dortmund, their little chant, like we played United last week, because they're a joke too. And they can't beat these bottom feeders. Mainz is in 16th place, Nick. Yeah. 16th place. They are tied for dead last on points. Yeah, there's a three-way tie between three idiots: Cologne, Darmstadt, and Mainz. And Mainz <laughs> happened to have the best goal differential between these three, and that's yeah. the only reason they're in 16. By the way, shout out to Union Berlin. You're safe. You're in the safety zone, my friends. Love yeah. you guys, Union Berlin. Yeah. Keep fighting, baby. Three points clear of crappy Mainz. Three points clear of crappy Cologne, and three points clear of even crappier Darmstadt. They win today. Big win for Union. Hell of a way to go into Christmas break. Love it. The momentum's on their side. I, I love it. Union Berlin's going to be safe. They're going to be fine. They live to find another day. But let's talk about this Dortmund Mainz match. Um, is there a bigger choker for you domestically no, than Dortmund? Not in not in Germany, man. I mean, in any league. Tell me. I mean, yeah, compare them to yeah. Arsenal. Compare them to Arsenal. Let's do yeah, it. I just. I feel I feel BVB has them just beat because of that that last match when you sat your 130 million freaking star and then Holler missed the penalty and you had the title on the line. I, I feel there's no other bigger way to bottle that than to only bring them on bring Jude on in what the 60th minute. I mean, I think they got Arsenal beat. I mean, I feel like I feel like it's like the Spider Man meme where they're both pointing at each other. Yeah. Yeah, that's BVB and Arsenal because, yeah, they blew this game for against Mines. I mean, everyone and their mom had BVB destroying them, and they scored to go up two one, but the goals called back, and then that just sucked the air out of BVB and and hell, Mines look like you know a better side after that. Uh, they're they're just they're the bottle jobs of Germany, man. I mean, they them and Arsenal should should form like a super team and just lead in every every competition and then just blow it at the end. Just do, <laughs> do what they do best. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like it's in their blood. I mean, I didn't know this stuff. I, I don't I followed Germany of course and you know I liked BBB because they usually give you goals, you know, Obama Yang, Robert Lindowski, you know, uh all the all the Dembele, uh Dembele, all those goal scorers Polisic, whatnot, and they gave you the goals, and then all of a sudden, you know, we cross paths, and then my eyes get open, and I, I, I see that 
they just blow it. They literally just get to where they're going and then they forget what they're doing and then they lose it. I mean, the way they lost that title last season, I'll never forget till I die. Yeah. Yeah. Just so in, in, in successive, in successive matches in the, this is in the matter of four days or five days, whichever one it was within a week, they, they drop four out of six points to Augsburg. And what did I tell you last week? I said, one team, that has historically given Dortmund trouble is Augsburg. It's like a banana peel they always slip on. Well, they did it again last weekend. And then you have Mainz, which is the weakest Mainz club, the weakest Mainz side that we've seen in many a moon because they're typically in the middle of the table. This year, they're their bottom. And all you have to do is beat Mainz to keep pace with the top four. And you bottle that one, 1-1. So two draws against two clubs from the bottom half of the table six points to be gotten only two points earned i mean yeah these are vital Dortmund's gonna need these at the end of the season but i think it's almost time to capitulate i think yeah. i think they're looking i think Dortmund at best are looking at europa league and i think that that would be disastrous for them because they already have a soft as a soft as a bed sheet transfer policy when it comes down to like who they're gonna buy They'll buy someone like Mounier or someone like that who's over the hill. Or they'll buy, uh, yeah, I mean, let's look at Sebastian Halle, who was like, he was decent at Frankfurt, right? I mean, he wasn't like a world beater. But they yeah. buy these guys. Let's just look at the example of Fulkrug. He, yeah. I mean, he was he, he's an average. He has no business on the German no. national team. But he was Zero. okay for Bremen. He was okay for Bremen. But they, yeah. they bought him as a panic buy. At the very last minute before the summer transfer window closed. Yeah. And I mean it's 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 all these they, they, they bought back Mats Hummels after he after Bayern took every last drop of that lemon. Yeah. So they they I actually watched their their team that's there it's funny the match got called off today because of safety reasons. I, I guess there was a threat made or something, but their BVB two was supposed to play and the match got called off, but they bring up those kids from that squad. And then I've noticed what they do. They sell those kids and then use the money for God knows what I always ask. I've asked myself that for the last four years. I'm like, when you sold Dembele for 60, 80 mil or whatever it was, what, who did they buy in the place of him? And it's like nobody, they, they buy these 20, $30 million people and do nothing with the money. I swear it's got to go into the owners or, or whoever's pocket, and they're buying, you know, oh, they like like one player they bought with that money. I believe was like Maximilian Philip from Freiburg. Yeah. Turned out to be a complete bust. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I know that. Like, so you see what I'm saying? On, though, like, yeah, yeah. They, depending on how you look they, at it, they bought Julian Brandt with some money. He's been. I mean, has he been that great? I don't know. No. Um, Mahmoud Dahoud. They bought him. With I think that was Dembélé money. I'm trying to. That's that season. Yeah. So Dembélé last played for them in 2015-16, and I believe that was the last season he played for them was 2015-16. And so they took that money. I think Maximilian Philip came over, Mahmoud Dahoud came over, and you know Dahoud played pretty well for Gladbach, but he wasn't that he wasn't that great for for. Um, and then of course you had like just like the outlier like. Uh, Paco Alcacer, uh, Alcacer, sorry. Um, Alcacer, yeah. So he he was like a, a, a 
like Diego Maradona the first month or so he was at Dortmund and then he just flamed yeah. out. They yeah, also yeah. on loan got Mishi Batshuayi from Chelsea. Yeah. Who came in, he was destroying the Bundesliga. And he then was. they wanted to, they wanted to buy him and Chelsea said he's not for sale and then it, like it was a good fit. Chelsea should have just yeah. sold him. Yeah. But then he goes back to Chelsea, he sits the pine and now he's yeah. playing for like Turkey. the Wild Reds or like yeah, he's in Turkey. He just New York, played today. New York Galaxy or LA Galaxy. Or- <laughs> yeah, he, so. he he scored. He scored today for uh, Fenerbahce. He's he's playing with Jacko and um and what's his name um from Tonic from Southampton and Ajax. Yeah, yeah well, that's there. good. That he could have been. He could have been playing Champions League with Dortmund, but that's fine. Yeah, uh, agree with so, you. Dude, no, was- I'm going to tell you like they don't necessarily reinvest, don't reinvest that money wisely, right? Nope. Nothing. And, do you know and, they? And, hey, do you know they had on their squad uh, that same time? I think it was 2016, 17, 2017, 18. Do you know they had on their squad? About uh, Alexander Isak. Oh, they did have. Oh, wow. Yeah, they gave up on him. Like he's he's going to be nothing. Yeah, and now he's starting for the national team and scoring goals in La Liga. I just BVB is one of those teams that don't reinvest, and I have no sympathy for. Like, if you're not going to reinvest and spend your money, you get on your club for your fans, then I just, I don't care about you. And BVB is one of them. I mean, it's just like uh, Monaco did. Monaco did the same thing. And I literally told myself I could care less about Monaco. And uh, now they're doing better, but Monaco did the same thing. Remember fire sale with Mbappe, David Silva, or uh, whoever it was, like they they won all those games in Champions League. Oh uh, yeah, to- Fabinho, Fabinho was yeah. sold. Yeah, you got part of them. Yeah, you you even saw somebody from the Monaco side. So yeah, teams like that, I just or clubs like that, BVB, just no respect, man. They they deserve to bottle it. I hope they don't make European competition, and I hope PSV smokes them in uh in Champions League. Well, they are. I don't know if they're – they're not in danger yet of missing the Europa League, but they're definitely in danger. They're de- I mean, they're, yeah, they're almost certainly not going to make the Champions League, and that would be, according to their own admission, would be disastrous for their finances. As I said, for a club that already doesn't invest very wisely in new players, um, either they buy people who are not quite ready yet or they buy people way past their prime. Yeah. No, it, it, it's – it's a joke, and it's funny because I absolutely – I forgot about how terrible they are at reinvesting until you brought it up. Like <laughs> they bottle and they don't spend money on their club, and they get exactly what they get. I mean they, they snuck through this year's group stage, but you can't forget how bad they blew that that match last season. I mean I'll never forget. I was sitting in that chair right behind me just texting you and watching that game being like – I cannot believe what I'm seeing, and you were not surprised at all. You said, "Dude, this is normal." Absolutely, it's normal. Yeah, I but, no um, let's um, let's talk about this. Uh, the, the, the table in Italy keeps changing every single week. I mean, this is like very exciting. Bologna is now in a Champions League spot. Nick, 28 points. Little Bologna, who's normally fighting for survival, they're fighting fighting off relegation and or they're in the mid table. Average club. Season's over by April. They're not playing for anything. They can't get relegated. They can't go to Europe. So just, you know, hanging out in 13th place or 12th place or 10th place. Right now, Bologna in in fourth place. They're a point ahead of Napoli. Roma, who we talked about, finally back in a Champions League spot. Jose Mourinho had them back on top. 
going competing for the best for the, for the best tournament in the world, and now they're in eighth. They drop from fourth to eighth in 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 a matter of of, of just a few days. Yeah. Uh, Atalanta's in seventh, Napoli's in fifth, Milan are still in third, and of course Juve dropped points to to um, Genoa one one. We talked about how Juve squeaks out these one nil wins, two one wins, and I told you last week on this on this program, I said. Juventus is going to beat Genoa, but it's going to be a 1-0 or 2-1. Well, this time they didn't get that goal they needed. They didn't get the one that pushed them over the top. Enter, go to Lazio. We knew it. They're a one-player one, they're a one team. When Italy, when Italian clubs play Lazio, they know exactly how to play them, and they know how to key out in Tiro Immobile. Apparently, other clubs haven't watched the game film in Champions League. That's why they advanced to the knockout stage. But Inter, smart. Um, tactically, uh, uh, had, had, had their A game. Their game face on, Lotaro scores, Turam scores, they take care of business, and now they're four points out in the Scudetto race. Nick, what do you uh what do you think about this 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 uh top eight in Italy, man? I mean it's uh, to me, that right now from one to eight is the most exciting league in the world. Yeah, I mean I you know that that Germany, Italy, and England are definitely in for the argument. I'll accept any any uh, answer there because they're all wild but the whole as a whole like top to bottom that whole top eight can switch after a weekend I mean you had Napoli you know in a Champions League spot just a few days ago but I want to say man Bologna they uh they beat Napoli today or not Napoli they beat Inter Milan today in the Coppa Italia they did, and yeah. they're actually yeah they I told I texted you and told you Latoro missed a penalty totally screwed my day um, Napoli lost 4-0 to Frenizone, uh at home in Maradona Stadium. That's that's uh, a shocking loss. That's a shocking defeat. Yeah. I actually watched 15 minutes of the extended highlights, and I'm telling you, they called a handball on build-up play for a goal that Simeone scored, and <sighs> – it hit him in his shoulder, chest, arm, like all at the same time, if that makes sense. Like he was trying to hit it with his shoulder, and it hit in the bicep, chest, pec, shoulder area, and they called it a handball, and that just that changed the match. Next thing you know, Oshiman comes on in the 64th, and then in the 65th minute, Frezzazone goes up and then just keep on packing it on. Um, Napoli didn't look like scoring after that VAR handball called back, and they are out of the Coppa Italia. So is Inter Milan. So you open the door for a littler te- littler club to get a chance here. Um, I know we're not we're talking about the league, but hell, man, they, these little teams beating the Giants, Bologna. Not that they're the smallest of clubs, but yeah, they have Zerzi. Yeah, they have Zerzi, the the player who was. Bayern. I think he was, yeah, Bayern Munich kid, and he's been playing well. I mean, to say I'm shocked that they're up there is not necessarily like too big of a statement. I, I feel like they were decent last season at the end of the season to where they were were respectable, and they have just been playing lights out defensively and scoring the goals that need to be scored. Uh, to see them in Champions League would be something, wouldn't it? Could you imagine Bologna in Champions yeah, League? Yeah, Bologna in Champions League. It's kind of like seeing Newcastle back in the Champions League. It's uh, you know exactly. Bologna was a former power. They they've had great seasons in the past, but they are a victim of modern football, right? So they yeah. 
they haven't had the oil money. They haven't had the Bayern success in domestically, where you just keep pound, you where you didn't get owners that piled pound, you through money, but you just dominated over everyone else. Uh, yeah. Italy's been a far more competitive league than Germany over the past fifteen years, so they there's not been able to be much padding in that aspect of things. But um, yeah, it'd be great. I think it would be fantastic. It's a it's it's a a true football romance story if there ever has been one, uh, because like I said, they're usually a middling club. They're hanging around mid-table, and uh, this year they're competing for uh, the grandest prize in Europe, or, or at least uh, to qualify for the grandest prize in Europe, for a chance yeah. to win the grandest prize in Europe. So, Or, or this, in, this, club, in club football, period. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is the best 16-game start for for them since 1963. Yeah. So this is, uh, this is a reason to be excited. Uh, I actually know a fan of the club like <laughs> – he supported this club for a long time, and he's ecstatic right now, talking his talking his trash, enjoying it while he can because uh, at any given moment this could change. They play at the Atlanta, uh, nine a.m. on a Saturday, I want to say, and if they can pull that win out, I'm going to put some more respect on their name. Um, that's going to be a big match, uh, being that Atlanta is only. Uh, uh, two points behind them. So, yeah, man, fun, fun, exciting team. Uh, Zerkzy is like, I think he's fifth or fourth in total scoring uh, for Serie A with seven goals. So he's not doing bad, man. And, and that's one of the kids we talked about at Bayern Munich. So, you know, Bayern didn't want him, and he's showing out in Italy right now. I'm, I'm happy for Bologna. Um, I think that Roma Napoli match is going to be a a, a good one too. Uh, Dybala is out, Abraham's still out, but Jose needs to get his stuff together, man. I mean, hell, so does Napoli. Napoli's look terrible. Um, I'll probably I say this a lot, but I'll never forget how bad they looked yesterday. I watching them play and losing to the Serie B side, I just I was in shock. I swore that was fixed. I swore some mafia guy put a gun to Oshiman's <laughs> mom's head and told him to absolutely suck because they were terrible. So yeah, Italy Italy Italy's becoming one of those 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 leagues that, you know, even though enters at the top they could slip at any moment. Next thing you know, we have a race with two with with Juventus again. I mean, they're only up what four points. Inter's up four points. Yeah, but listen to this. Yeah. So they play Lecce this weekend, and I just think all across the board, uh, Bastoni, Acerbi, Bisak, uh, Chanalolo, Mkhitaryan, Barella, Demarco, Tura, Martinez. Just too much. It's too much for Lecce. Oh, Inter's yeah. going to get the win. Um, you know, and then I look at Inter's bench. I just love like they they you know they've got Benjamin Pavard, formerly of uh, Bayern Munich. Stefano Sensi's on the bench. I mean, they just have such a complete squad. I can't say enough good things about Inter and what Inzaghi's done with this club. And I just think that they're going to take it to Lecce. I would have no reason to think otherwise. It would be a massive upset, especially uh, they're playing at the San Siro, so it would be massive upset. Now Juventus is playing the team you mentioned before, Frosinone. But they're playing on the road, so um, I would say Frosinone. So Lecce and Frosinone are pretty much close in the table. I think one's twelve, one's thirteen. Let me check here. Uh, yeah, that's right. Twelve is Lecce, yeah. thirteen is Frosinone. So Inter and Juve are playing similar opponents, but Juventus is on the road. Uh, Inter's home, so you know at, at at an opposing team stadium, anything can happen. But yeah, big match of this weekend to end to close out before Christmas. 
is uh, Saturday, 2.45 p.m., uh, Roma and Napoli. And that's uh, Mourinho. And he he needs some points because they, like I said, they were in fourth just a few days ago. Now they're in fourth to eight. Now the, the from four to eight, it's only three points. Yeah. And not Roma has a better goal differential. But then most of these clubs, like they have a better goal differential than Fiorentina. Yeah. They have a better goal differential than Bologna. And they have yeah. the same goal differential as Napoli and Atalanta. But this is tight, man, between four and four and eight. It's I mean, it's super tight. And Lazio's just completely dropped off. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah, I mean and and we say four to eight, but you're talking about Torino and Monzo who are only three two and three points behind. So everything could just flip flop in one freaking match week. So, you know, next, it's funny, next show we'll have been through two matches, I think, and this could be totally flipped upside down. Yeah, because we, we get matches on Saturday, and then we also continue to get matches throughout the week. And when we meet again Wednesday, it this could be flipped upside down. You could have Florentina at fourth and Napoli at seventh. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, sure, this could yeah. all be switched, and Roma could jump up. You know, I, I expect Roma to beat Napoli. Napoli's looked so bad. I mean, I'm really sorry. I, I forget who they drew in Champions League, but right now, I just I've lost all hope. And um, they drew Barcelona, so wow. I just lost all hope in Napoli, dude. Something's going on there. Something, something well, not good. It's one of the worst title defenses uh, in recent history in Italy, for sure. Yeah. I and mean, this is pretty bad. Yeah. But um, let's talk about uh, the only thing that won't change in Italy is first and second place. So yeah, Inter will true. be first at the end of this weekend. Juve will be second, and yeah. and and uh, AC Milan will be third. So the the top yeah. three will not and cannot change. But anything from yeah. four to eight, actually nine. Torino could also yeah. move up in there. So that's true. Um, just crazy. I mean, it's crazy stuff going on right now, right? I mean, yeah. this is yeah, really um, close. So I um. I, I, so no predictions on any movement in the table in the top three there. Uh, yeah. I do. I, I so the matches at the Olympic Stadium in Roma. I think Napoli's on such a. I think they're on a downward spiral. I do favor um, Roma to win that match two to one. Yeah, yeah. Napoli hasn't won two away matches in a row and just got spanked at home. I don't expect an answer in Rome against Jose and yeah, Roma at home, man, they haven't lost a match literally since AC Milan in the third match of the season. So that's a fortress, man. Jose knows what he's doing. I mean, he's the, he's the great one. He's the mastermind. He knows exactly what's going on. And uh, I like a one nil or two nil. I don't think Napoli can score. I think they're going to continue this crap, uh, that they've been producing. Like, sure, they beat Cagliari and they beat Braga, but Cagliari was at home. It was 2-1, to one, and they've lost to Juventus and Inter in consecutive matches, one at home and one away. I don't see them being able to hold up against Roma. I just don't. Jose's going to outsmart Napoli, and uh, uh, they'll pull out the win. One or two nil. I, I just I don't have any faith in Napoli right now. They just got spanked at home, in front of home crowd. There to me, I could care less, and I, I actually hope they lose. So, um, so that would put if they did that, um, 
Napoli stay on 27. The Roma go to 28. Fiorentina and Atalanta. So yeah, I mean it could, it could go it could go a lot of different ways. Roma could jump yeah, all the way. Bologna, if it, Bologna beats Atalanta, they would stay up, and then that would put Roma at six because Fiorentina has to play a hard match themselves in Monza. I'm going to say hard because they're at least at home. And Monza's a mid-table side. It's not like it's an easy run-over match. So it's not going to be that easy for Fiorentina. So you could have uh, Roma jump up a couple spots. Yeah. Well, looking at uh, Spain real quick uh, as well before we go into some predictions and uh, look at the FIFA Club World Cup. Uh, So you had today in action Barcelona holds on against Almeria. Uh, Bilbao, 1-0 over Las Palmas. Villarreal come back from the throttling they had over the weekend. They beat Celta Vigo 3-2. And yesterday had uh, Valencia, 1-0 over Rio. Atletico, again, uh, a big draw. They, they, they needed to win, but they didn't. The Getafe and Atletico draw 3-3. And Sevilla with a much-needed win over Granada, 3-0. So... Girona beats Alavis on Monday, 3-0. They go top of the table. They have a two-point advantage right now over Real Madrid still. And both play tomorrow. Both play tomorrow. Real Madrid yep. plays Alavis. And uh, it shouldn't be too Betis. tough for them, actually. Betis and, and yeah, Betis play. Yeah, exactly. So a lot, lot tougher opponent for Girona, even though... Both of them are on the road, Girona and Real Madrid. So, um, yeah, so then Saturday is the 23rd. We get uh, basically one match. It's Atletico Madrid versus Sevilla. I think that was the one that was canceled. Is that right? Yeah. Earlier this yeah. season? Oh, so yeah. So it's a makeup. You're right. So yeah, this is the game in hand. Yeah, this is the game in hand that Atletico Madrid have. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is um, – to me, Spain is a two is a two is a two club race. Really, it's 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 it, to me it's I mean it's it's pretty clear it's going to come down to Girona and Real Madrid. I don't I don't I don't really consider. I'm not looking at Barcelona to contend for the title this year. Yeah, well, if you would have saw them today, they look terrible. There's there's something I said this last show, man. There's something going on. Something's not right. Uh, this this. This is going to be flipped upside down. And I want to tell you, on the Man City watch-along, apparently it came out in the news that Barcelona is going to have a fire sale. They are in financial trouble yet again, and it hit the newswire that they are looking to sell, like, a lot of players. Um, So I'm feeling like Barcelona are thinking about other things like surviving, uh, not getting any kind of trouble from FIFA. Um, They had all that financial stuff from COVID, if you remember. I mean, they had to sell their rights to Spotify, which they've never done. They never needed to. They're the biggest club in the world, you know, quote, unquote. And uh, they had issues with COVID. So I agree with you, man. Real Madrid and Girona are going to battle this out. Um, I really want to see Girona beat Betis tomorrow. It's going to be difficult because they're a good side, uh, especially at home. But hopefully they'll get the win. That's a 1 o'clock game. And then going into three, we have Real Madrid playing one of the worst sides 
newly promoted uh, Alves who are in 15th. So, yeah, you, you're going to look at Real Madrid to get an easy one, and then you just kind of hope Girona can can get a bunch of goals and, and move along. Uh, but I agree with you. Barcelona, remember I said this, man, they're, something's wrong. Something is going on. They got lucky today. They were two goal, excuse me, two goal favorites, and they took a uh, Sergio Roberto goal in the 84th or 83rd minute to get the win. Um, it was two to two after the 71st, and it took a late winner for them to get the win versus the worst side in La Liga. I mean, Almerania, they'll be they'll be relegated. I mean, they have five points in 18 matches. So you can look at them to be in La Liga 2, which isn't a surprise. I mean, they, they sold Sadiq, one of their best players they had in La Liga 2, and then they just completely crashed. So something's wrong with Barcelona, man. We're going to, we're going to dig into that, dig into that uh, treasure chest here within a a few months, because something's going to happen. They're going to end up selling all their players and it's going to come out that their books were all screwed up. So I'm with you, man. Real Madrid and Girona all the way. We would have never guessed What is, what is the finance? I mean, so they won the league last year, right? Yeah. And they, um, and so that they just advanced to the group stage, uh, to the knockout stage, of the Champions League. So they're getting money. They've won some money uh, through competitions. I'm not understanding. What, what they they're the ones that bought Robert Lewandowski for a fortune, even though they were already two billion dollars in debt. They're also the ones that bought Gundogan last year. They, I mean, they they're they're still spending, even though they're who are you going to sell? So who, who apparently are they yeah, I mean, you got to sell. Yeah, you got to. They they have those two youngsters that are starting, um, Pedri and and I forget. Jao, the, Jao the Felix. Right well, Jao Felix, God, man, he's just such a such a headache. Um, I don't know if anyone wants to pay his wages and have the kid on their team. It's so sad because he's a good player. He scored a lot of goals for him. Um, but they have those those kids that have been playing for Zavi now. Um, they got Rafina also. Uh, they got um. Oh, Yamal, Yamal, Laman Yamal is a 16 year old. He's yeah. worth 55 million as a 16 year old, and they've been developing developing him for this whole season. And I mean, the kid's not too bad. I mean, as far as his ratings go, he's in the green. He's over a seven every match, so the kid kid can play. But apparently, they're having issues with taxes, and La Liga has cut. They're spending from 429 or 649 mil to 270 mil. And then they also have reported 377 million in pre-tax loss for the previous season. So they have lost over 300 million in taxes. And this is all coming out as of October, September, December. Um, They're so far still in debt of 552 million euros. Um, and it came out on this Man City stream last night that they, it, it, it got leaked that they're looking for a fire sale. So that's all I got on it. I mean, I, I had to look it up real quick and and they're looking at tax issues. La Liga has cut their possible spending and they are having trouble with wages. So, I mean, just expect to see some of those guys go. Yamal might go. I mean, that's 60 mil right there. Uh, you could sell two or three of those youngsters and probably make a hundred, hundred fifty million. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I just wonder where the money was going to come from. Who, who are they talking about selling? Yeah, yeah. I, from what I'm hearing, is it's anybody. 
literally well, you have you have you have Romeo, you have Lewandowski, you have Felix, yeah. you have Fernand Torres, Rafinha, Rafinha, you have um, Christensen, Gundogan, Cancelo. I mean, any any one of those. Yeah, I mean, they have the guys. Couldn't they? Remember, he was supposed to be going to Chelsea for eighty million from Sevilla, and he chose Barcelona. So the the French defender. So you you got options to sell. Um, it's just a matter of if they really do it. I mean, Rafinha's market value is around sixty. He's twenty seven. I mean, he could play anywhere. He's a good winger. You know that. Um, it, it's just a matter of if they do it. I mean, Chao Cancelo. He had his issues at at Bayern Munich. So you know, who knows if anybody wants him? He's only he's also another fifty. That's what his his market values averaged at. So they have the guys they could sell. It's just, are they really going to do it? That Alejandro Balde, the um, the defender they have, the twenty year old, the Spanish guy, he's fifty million. I mean, they have all these kids who are worth like fifty mil, and and apparently they're looking to sell them, man. So you could see somebody. Hell, maybe Liverpool can pick up, you know, Balde and have a a Spanish defender pairing up with Virgil. You know, you never know. But these these kids. Apparently they are all up for sale. No one is safe is what was reported in the uh, in the news. So no one's safe at Barcelona. Yeah. So <laughs> that's just um, what, what I mean. To have a club like this and that that much turmoil is just insane. Yeah, isn't it? I know you literally are one of the top three probably selling clubs. I mean, I have a. Literally, my jacket is Barcelona. Like, I'm not a fan, of course, but I saw it at TJ Maxx, so of course I'm going to buy it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I have to, being a football fan. So they sell enough stuff. It's just – it's it's like BBB. Well, if you got that at TJ Maxx, you got it on discount, man. Like, they Oh, bro, sh- yeah, I got it for 18 bucks. Right. And, it, and it's my favorite throwover. I've had it did for Barca years. Actually, did Barcelona get that money or did TJ Maxx Probably get that don't. money? Yeah. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Yeah, no one wanted it, so I was the fool to buy it. So, yeah, Barca didn't see anything from that. But people buy Barcelona stuff, man. It's funny. when it, Whenever I watch BN, the channel I watch the French League on, they have the commercials when the El Clasico is coming up, and they have packages for like $800. It's like, dude, oh, my God. It's, it's literally a money pit. So how they can be in this much trouble with taxes – and 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 wages and stuff it's literally stupid ownership and these guys deserve it and that's why barcelona is going to probably finish third or fourth this season um yeah and then what does that leave them with for next season yeah i mean that's that's, that's the that's better the question. question if you're gonna if you're gonna have a fire sale yeah then what do you do next year yeah. what do you do next year right yeah i mean you can only spain's such a competitive league it's it's very top heavy it looks yeah. like Girona's here to stay. Real Madrid, of course. Atletico's going to be there. Sociedad, yep. Sevilla's not going to – I don't see Sevilla being down for that long. And then, of no. course, uh, it seems like Valencia might be sorting their shit out. So, yep. I mean, it's just one of those things where Barcelona yeah. – you can't, you can't go down too far, you know? Yeah, yeah. You can't sell everybody and then expect to be in the top three again. So, I, I completely agree. But get ready. It's coming, man. We're, we're going to see probably this summer they're going to get rid of some dudes and then – who knows, man? It, they have all these youngsters they bring up, but you, how many literal literal children can you play and stay at the top of La Liga? You just can't do it. No, you can't, you can't. do that. Yeah. Um, so. We're not going to predict this. Let's just look. Let's take a look at this, right? I just won't. Let's uh, since the the Champions League draw was this 
this uh, this past week, and yeah. um, we quickly need look- to talk about this. Yeah, yeah, I agree. We're just, just going to look at the draw, and <laughs> we got uh, the first matchups don't happen until February thirteenth, so we got a long way to go before we have to do any predictions. So almost two months, but yeah, Copenhagen versus Man City. That is just so appropriate. Yeah, that they drew them. Uh, Leipzig and Madrid, that could be fun. Lazio and Bayern, uh, that's going to go nowhere. PSG and Sociedad, but PSG had such a terrible group stage. I do feel like they're ripe for an upset, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Porto and Arsenal, that could be a lot of fun. Napoli and Barcelona, again, you're talking about Barcelona, right? Well, you better win while you still have the players to win because... But the the, the most intriguing match, well, that's PSV and Dortmund, right? Okay, so that is that has upset written all over it. Yes, right, has upset written all over it. But the biggest matchup, arguably, of the leg of sixteen, round of sixteen, sorry, is Inter versus Atletico Madrid. These are the two powerhouses that actually drew each other. One powerhouse drawing another. This, 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 honestly, Nick. Over two legs could be decided one nil. Yeah, yeah. You got two. You you got two managers, two teams who can defend until you know the gas tank goes on e, dude. This could literally be two of the, or this could be one of the lowest. This this could honestly zero zero, dude. We could see this just go to straight to penalties. That's insane. One hundred eighty minutes, literally. It really could. I mean, it's going to take. A Latoro penalty, hell, if he can make them. Thurum scoring a goal late. I mean, if any of these games, if any of these matches have two or three goals, it's going to be, you know, hell is frozen over, dude. Satan's coming up. He's going to come shake hands and and try to get some fire and take it back down south, dude. There's there's no way I don't see any of these matches really having too many goals. And and, and it's funny because both teams can offensively score. I mean, we saw Atletico Madrid get a red card and then go up and beat a La Liga team 3-1 to one down a man. So the goals could come, but I agree with you, man. You, you could honestly just probably press fast forward and TiVo it, press fast forward, and just skip until the 90th minute on the uh, second leg and just watch the penalties. <laughs> sadly, sadly, everything you said is very accurate. I mean, that's yeah. that's, that's that's absolutely true. Yeah. Um, do you see just out of the, off the off this uh, reading the the fixtures? Do you see anyone that stands out to you as ripe for an upset? I, I think Porto has a chance with Tarami up front, as long as they don't get red card trouble. I see them uh, playing very well. Do they beat Arsenal? Probably not, but it'll be entertaining. I think it could possibly happen just because they they like screwing stuff up. PSV, man, take out any feelings I have towards Dortmund. They're they're a very sound side defensively. I mean, they have, like I think, let in the least goals in the history of the Eredivisie in in the last few years if i'm not mistaken i mean they have six they've let in six goals and they've scored 56 find me a ajax side that did the same after 16 matches you're not gonna do it like i don't it's just not gonna happen so they're breaking records defensively and i bring that up because usually teams tear them apart offensively i remember watching psv and tottenham 
back in 2017-18 in a final. And PSV held their own, man. I mean, granted, that's a long time ago, but you can't just overlook PSV, especially with a Dortmund side that just really isn't very good. Uh, besides PSV, I'm thinking Lazio's toast, Copenhagen's toast. Yeah. Leipzig probably can't probably can't hang. Um, Madrid's just going to score more. And and I agree with your associate ad call. PSG typically historically has issues in these games. And uh, if Mbappe and 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 Kulu and all those guys don't don't perform, then they could really be in trouble because Sociedad has a has a defense, man. I mean they they can hold tight and uh, and play. So it's just funny that Inter Milan drew Atletico Madrid. Like, how funny is that? Well, like, <laughs> and they yeah, it is because it's two it's two similar mindsets. Similar. Yeah, and you know it's it's one of those matchups where it looks great on paper because of their big clubs, but then when you look at like how they're going to mesh on the pitch, it's going to be a complete snooze fest. Yeah, yeah, we can record it and just go to the 180th minute and then just watch them go to extra time. Hell, we can even skip extra time, go watch them kick penalties. You know, so a- absolutely. Well, yeah. Hey, man, a Christmas tradition. Yeah. A Christmas tradition is the FIFA Club World Cup. I was going to say sometimes the Christmas tradition is actually the release of always the annual release of the Air Jordan 11. They always release one every single year. This year it was the gratitude. Props to your homie for picking up a pair of those. Awesome shoe. But the other Christmas tradition besides the Air Jordan 11 release is always, always, always the FIFA Club World Cup. And I got to say, my boy Anthony Modest, formerly of uh, uh, FC Cologne, he scored. He scored to put Ali up for good, three to one. It was just a couple of minutes later that our boy that sold out Kareem Benzema got it. Got the ninetieth uh, uh, plus two. Got the three to one. But it was too little, too late for all Etihad. So Ali advanced, and they they went on to face um, Fluminense. That was yeah. uh, on Monday. In the other deci- deciding game in the second round. It was the Urawa Reds with uh, Alex Schalk. He scored seven eighth minute, put them ahead for good, and Leon get get uh, ousted out. So then we were down to just four. Well, so Man City played Urawa. They won three nil. That was yesterday. Goals from Hoybraten, Kovacic, and Silva. So yes. yeah, some of the kids got to play. Yeah, and Oscar yeah. Bob. Total domination, man. 74% possession for City. 25 shots, 9 on target. Um, Urawa had 2 shots, none on target. 26% possession. Only 289 passes to City's 826. I mean, yeah. just devastating. And yeah. and the other final on Monday, semifinal, Fluminense, uh, Arias and our friend, John F. Kennedy, former president of the United States, 35th president of the United States, John Kennedy, alive and well, mind you, alive and well. He's, he looks better than ever. His back issues from Camelot have gotten a lot better. Um, he doesn't have Jackie O dragging him down. He's not banging Marilyn Monroe. He's scoring yeah. goals. He's banging goals. That's what he's doing. He scores yeah. in the 90th minute. Fluminense get the win 2-0 over Al-Ali. And now we have our final this Friday it's going to be Fluminense against Man City, as it typically always is, the South American side versus the European side. Let's quickly predict this one. This one, you say you like a lot of goals. 
and I'm going to go against it. But I want you to tell me what your what your thoughts are on this match first. Yeah, City's City's going to look to win this. Just put some positivity on the end of their uh, 2023. Fluminense, man. God, they should have been down against Al Halil, Cairo. They played so well against them, man. I was, it was so. If you watch the match, man, it was so sad to see Fluminense go up. They got a penalty. They went up one nothing, and then it was a wrap. the The president scored in the ninetieth to seal the deal. Um, have you ever seen John Kennedy look better? I mean, he looks amazing. Yeah, I don't know how the guy does it. I thought, I mean, I, I could have sworn something happened to him in Dallas, and apparently yeah. it didn't. I mean, I was I was blind the whole time. This must be one of those uh, fake moonwalk uh, uh, moon landings, right? So yeah. the guy's banging goals in South America. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's going on with John Kennedy. Yeah, but I tell you what, my boy from Massachusetts looking good. He's, he is. He's, I, he's I, down. I, he's, I, down I, he's down in Brazil banging goals. You know how it is. It's funny because. You'd like to ask his parents, like, why did you – were you a Kennedy fan or something? Like, you're from Brazil. Why I don't know. It? Exactly. It's a good question. So, I'd like to ask him that. But, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a city domination here. It's going to be – Fluminense will get one or two. I, I think it will be like a three to two or three to one. Uh, city will get a get three, four goals minimum. Um, they're playing in front of their owners. They're, they're, they're at Jeddah in Saudi, so they will be in front of their homeboys. I'm seeing, yeah, I'll, I'll say 3-1. I think Fluminense can get one. Uh, and, and if they do get one, they'll probably score first, and then City will be scared as hell. And then they'll come out, and Oscar Bob will get a brace, and uh, Silva will score one or something. Yeah. Uh, it's two, it's City's being played. Home. So King Abdullah Sports yeah. City is where they're playing yeah. in Jeddah. Yeah. Uh, 62,345 is the capacity. That's where yeah. Al-Itihad calls home, actually. Yeah. As well as Al Ali and the Saudi Arabia national team, so yeah. uh, fairly new stadium opened in 2014. It's less than 10 years old. Yeah, um, there was so forty. This is, the, this is the crown jewel of Saudi Arabia when it comes to their footballing facilities. Yeah, yeah, there was forty thousand at the Euro match. This is the final. You're going to have you know people there. There's going to be fifty, sixty thousand. Um, I just I don't see an English side losing to a Brazilian side. I mean, Marcelo will be playing. He's never lost a head-to-head uh, um, when keeping two clean sheets in the process. Uh, he he's just old man. They've they've only conceded twice after halftime across their last eight games. This is going to change, and the second half they will get lit up by City. City, City's just too strong, man. You're talking about one of the strongest teams on the face of planet Earth. So, just like Liverpool, they'll 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 play them down a little bit at the beginning, and then they'll end up winning. You know, yeah. yeah. So I actually I think this is I think so. You know how I love that gold badge, right? I mean, I I, I have German national team kits with the gold badge from 2014. I have Liverpool kits with the FIFA Club World Cup from 2019. It's it's really it's it's really cool to be able to buy your kits for a season and have that on there knowing that you're the best club in the world, right? I mean, that just it, – it, it, it's, it's something about it. It would be massive for Fluminense to be able to do that, to say that they were able to slay the beast and to walk around the globe for an entire year being recognized – with that, with that, with that badge as the best club in the world, right? Because they they went and earned it. But I think 
my little daydream scenario here is where that ends. I think Man City put on a statement. I think it's going to be 4-0. I think it's going to be a total destruction, and I don't think it's going to happen late. I think City are going to come out right from the gates. It's going to be 3-0 at halftime. They'll add one on in the second half for good measure. The kids are going to play. The cheerleaders are going to play. Hell, the fans might even get on the pitch and play for City. It's going to be substitutes galore. Pep's going to celebrate, you know, completing what he started last season with the Champions League, getting the FIFA Club World Cup. Um, He did it with Barcelona, and he's done it with City. I think it's going to be a total destruction. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 probably not wrong. I, I I could see that. I mean, Fluminense could definitely get shut out. I mean, you're talking about you're talking about City. So, yeah, man, maybe maybe Abdullah Al Rashim will come in from the sixth row, seat twenty seven, and he might score a brace. You know? Yeah, I mean that would be yeah. It would definitely be entertaining to see. Um, as you you know, they could they could definitely sub in anybody they want to after a certain point. It probably will not matter because they will have the match well in hand. But yeah. let's um let's end on a funny note. So um, going to Christmas, Nick, what are your three what are your three biggest football Christmas wishes going into twenty twenty four? What are you what are you asking from Santa Claus? for 2024 as we approach the second half and as i call the business side of things in football what are you going to ask santa to complete your 2023 2024 season for christmas well if i was on santa's lap i would ask santa (laughs) i would ask santa kindly for leverkusen to close it out get the win yeah yeah yeah. that's that's number one santa please (laughs) Are you on, let me ask you this. Are you on Billy Bob Borton's lap as Santa or, or, or just a regular fat jolly Santa? I'm I'm on the Tim Tim Allen Santa. Oh Tim I'm Allen Santa. Santa. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm all right. Sitting on him. I'm sitting on I was Tim about to Allen. say, because if you're if you're asking Billy Bob Thornton for that, he might just he might slap you in the face. But uh, Yeah, or get the whiskey bottle or something. Yeah, yeah, or he might as he said, he got sick from having uh from being with an unclean woman. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, Bad Santa's hilarious, dude. That's actually a great Christmas movie. It's a great movie. Um, it's so underrated. Yeah, so Leverkusen is wish number one to pull it out. Yep. Yorona beating Madrid yep. for the okay. title. And then my third and last wish is to have City to go up and lead until last match day with Liverpool one point behind. Liverpool win their last match. City draw their last match. Liverpool win the league on the final match day. Those are my three wishes. Okay. Well, so it's going to – I have one that differs from you because we're going to be boring, right? And I know that you can already probably predict the two that I'm going to choose for – that I'm going with on you with, right? But I'm sitting on Billy Bob Thornton's lap. So I'm going to yeah. tell Bad Santa, I'm sorry you had unprotected you-know-what with, with an unclean woman. Yeah. That's okay. You know, like everybody's got to do what they got to do, right? Yeah. But I'm going to tell him, I was like, look, man, if you can produce this with your alcoholic self, if you can get your if you can get your, your stuff straightened out and you can grant me three wishes, Santa, bad Santa, then I want these three. One, Liverpool to win the league, obviously. I don't think we had to go too far a stretch on that one. Three, yeah. you and me both, Leverkusen all the way. I'm going to buy the kit because why not? I want to support them. Because they're about to take down Big Daddy, the Big Bad Booty Daddy. Not Scott Steiner, but Bayern Munich. They're going to take yep. him down. And the last one I want to see, this is a stretch, right? But I would love to see it, Nick. 
Inter Milan win the UEFA Champions League. Yeah, no, I like that one. Dude, I'm telling you, they could do it. I mean, we saw this close, this close last year, this close. 30 minutes, 30 minutes away, man. I'm telling you, and if Lukaku could finish, they could have won that game. So I, dude, I could not agree with you more. I would love to see an Italian side win that, and I would love to see them in the Club World Cup this time next year. So that's that those are great wishes and and you know what we'll get two out of those we'll get there were six total four of them are the same two of those we'll get not i'm saying since we're similar on two we'll get two of those and inner will either win the uh the champions league or uh liverpool will win on the last match day so we'll get we'll get two of them <laughs> I hope so. I'm definitely hoping for. I like to get. Uh, uh, I would love for both of us to get a clean sweep, which would mean that we would get four, four really okay. nice things. But I don't want to be too greedy. And remember, yeah. I'm sitting on. I'm sitting on bad Santa's lap, so God only knows what diseases yeah, what I happen? might contract while I'm there. But yeah. I just hope that he can get me two of the three. And yeah. I mean, that would be really nice. And I want one to be Liverpool win the league. That's that's first and foremost. Yeah. But I can flip between Leverkusen and Inter. Both would be nice, but after after eleven years of t- tyranny from Bayern, I almost want to say Inter's going to win the Champions League or has a better chance of winning the Champions League in the next two three years. Leverkusen, we all know this is a one and done, right? We know that they yeah. will finish sixth or worse next season because they will be absolutely depleted. Yeah. They're going to lose everybody from their manager down, and I think maybe six is generous next year. They might finish tenth. It might be the worst been. title defense, but guess what? Just like when – who is it? Uh, I'm trying to think here. I'm trying to think of somebody like little – oh, like when uh, – well, this won't mean anything to anybody, but like um, Coastal Carolina won the College World Series. That Like get just win it. Don't worry about repeating. Just win it. Yeah. They can't take that away from you, baby. Bayer yeah, Leverkusen yeah. has never won the Bundesliga. Win it. Yeah. Hell, finish 15th next year. Just don't get relegated. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. You took down Bayern. You're the one, not Dortmund, not Leipzig. You're the ones that took down and ended the streak. So yeah. that is in and of itself massively prestigious. Don't worry about the summer. Just get this spring done. Take care of business and get that title. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, because who cares what happens next year? Hell, you could celebrate for two, three years with that one. Just don't get relegated. Don't don't go down to the second tier and be Hamburg, get stuck. So I agree with you. Yeah, we got some good wishes, man. And and you know what? We're we're not that far from getting those three things or those things from Santa. Yeah. Well, with that note, um, I would say to everybody, smoke your marijuana, drink your gin and tonica, have a happy, happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Christmas. Uh, what is what am I missing? Something am I missing? Kwanzaa, some Kwanzaa yeah. yeah. Um, happy uh, Atari Oil Day, yeah, in, for Jetta coming up on yeah. Friday because I know the owner, <laughs> the, yeah, man city, the man city owners are going to be watching, baby. Give me that oil money all day long, yeah, yeah. It's funny, I wonder how much <laughs> they win. They probably win probably what 17, 17 yeah. mil, 10 mil. So yeah, they'll be loving that. They'll they'll go ahead and slide that to Pep and and Mutant and all them. So yeah, man, great show, man. We got a good Christmas one. We're gonna have this sucker up. And uh, God, next yeah. time we talk, we're gonna we're gonna have some um, 
some Italy hey, switch. And what's some we gonna do next week? Next week is going to be our end of year awards. We're gonna give our okay. year end of year awards: best club, best player, biggest surprise, best biggest manager. disappointment, best manager. Absolutely, we're gonna go with those five. It can be international teams. It can be club teams. It can be. Anything. Out of alien teams, maybe clubs yeah. that are playing on Mars we've never even heard on of. Moves. Yeah, a, uh, FC Mars or FC Venus. Yeah. Who knows? I like, <laughs> I like that. You yeah. know, ET's ET's probably kicking the ball up there. Oh, big time! He's on yeah. the moon. He's on the yeah. yeah. He's doing it. All right. Well, hey, Merry Christmas, and uh, we'll see you next week before the new year. That's our our year end wrap up show, and we'll give you all of our year end awards and a wrap up. We will have in the bag Boxing Day. Absolutely. Y'all have a good one. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everyone.